Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2223, Self-Care versus Self-Work, and Why Knowing the Difference is So Important, by Kate Hess of nourishnestbreathe.com. And I'm Justin Mollick featuring a brand new author for the show today. I'll tell you about Kate right after the reading. And normally on most of the episodes, or I think maybe around half-ish, I like to give my own commentary. But the start of this year has actually been a bit rough for me with some health issues. Maybe I'll go into that another time or in my weekly newsletter at oldpodcast.com. But in any case, I'll likely keep this week's endings on the shorter side just because it's more difficult to record right now. But I'll keep you posted. Hopefully things will turn around soon. So for now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Self-care versus self-work and why knowing the difference is so important by Kate Hess of nourishnestbreathe.com. Do you ever find yourself thinking, I don't know how I can be so tired. I've been making time to take care of myself. I know this happens to me at times and when it does, I always take a few minutes and review what I've been considering self-care to see if I'm actually doing self-work. My dear friend Lauren introduced me to the difference between self-work and self-care several years ago when she noticed I was particularly exhausted despite doing a lot of what, at the time, I considered to be self-care. And understanding the difference is critical because the impact self-work and self-care have on you is dramatic. Self-work is hard. It can be exhausting and draining. The results are amazing though, so please don't think I'm discouraging you from making time for self-work. I define self-work as any activity where you're actively working on yourself. This could be mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical. Self-care is replenishing. It can be relaxing or energizing, depending on the activity. It also has amazing results and is critically important in your life, but it is very different from self-work. For me, self-care is any activity where you are passively relaxing in an environment created for nourishment. Again, this can be mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical. The difference between self-work and self-care. Self-care, you draw a nice relaxing bath, pour in Epsom salts, light a candle, dim the lights, and sink into the bath without any plans or intentions, just a desire to let the warm water and salt soothe your body. Self-work. You draw the same bath, add the Epsom salts and light the candle, but instead of dimming the lights, you keep them bright so you can write in your journal, 
using it as a tool to process through something which has been keeping your mind spinning at night. Self-care, you get a massage, relaxing onto the table with no objective or goal for the session, just enjoying each moment as any aches and pains are worked out of your muscles. Self-work, you go in for a body or energy work session with the intention of moving energy, releasing something being held in your body, or processing through something which has been bothering you. You're an active participant in the session, working with the person providing this session to realize your goals. Self-care, you curl up on the sofa with a cup of tea and wrap yourself in a warm blanket. You spend an hour reading a book you have been excited to dive into. Self-work, you curl up on the sofa, again with your tea and warm blanket, but you also have a pencil, highlighter, and post-it flags along with your book. You read a book which you are excited to dive into, but instead of intending to simply enjoy the book, you're seeking knowledge, using this book as a resource in your quest to build a life you love. Self-care, you go out for a walk in a park during your lunch break, listening to the birds, admiring the beauty of the natural world, stopping to literally smell the flowers as you make your way along the path. You enjoy the feeling of the sun on your face and the grass underfoot. You don't worry about how many steps you take or calories you burn. You just experience and enjoy the world around you. In self-work, you go out to the same park for a walk during your lunch break, but you need to make sure you get 2,000 steps in during your break to reach your fitness goal for the day. The pace you need to keep to reach that goal is a great cardio workout, but it's too fast to really enjoy the world around you. You're not able to smell the flowers or note the different songs of the birds. And hopefully these examples give you an idea of why it's so important to have both self-work and self-care in our lives. Balancing self-work and self-care. When you practice self-work, you're learning and growing. You're getting to know parts of yourself you might not have previously been aware of. Through self-work, you're seeking to improve your life both inside your own mind and body and in the way you interact with the world. Along with all the rewards, this work can be exhausting. When you add in all the other things that pull your time and energy throughout the day, the importance of self-care becomes even more important. Self-care allows you to recharge. It gives you the reserves you need to keep working on both self-work and your day-to-day responsibilities. Without self-care, we become exhausted, overwhelmed, and run down. The trick is to find the balance between self-care and self-work. This is not always a 50-50 split. It is instead something that will need to be recalibrated regularly depending on everything else going on in your life. Sometimes the only difference between self-work and self-care is your attitude and approach. I have a friend who did a fantastic job of self-work, but she wasn't always as great at finding room for self-care in her schedule. One afternoon, as we were getting ready to take a yoga nidra class together, She was remarking on how tired she was feeling. I asked if she approached Yoga Nidra as an opportunity to work on herself, i.e., did she see herself as an active participant in the class? She responded, yes, that was exactly how she viewed it. I suggested that when she was feeling run down, she could perhaps instead view the hour-long class as an opportunity for the teacher to care for her. She could allow the Yoga Nidra to be the verbal equivalent of a parent rubbing a baby's back to soothe them. Instead of seeking to achieve a goal through the session, she could just relax and enjoy the experience. After the session, she remarked on 
how much more rested she felt than she normally did after yoga nidra. The only difference, she went from approaching the class as self-work to viewing it as self-care. It doesn't mean that yoga nidra always needs to be self-care for her, just that in the moment, what she needed was for it to be self-care instead of self-work. What do you need right now? Get a piece of paper or a journal. Write down all of the activities you regularly do that you consider to be self-care. Now think about the intention you bring into each of them and determine if they're actually self-work. Take note if you're doing any true self-care each day. Now, looking at your list, determine where you can make shifts and changes either in the activities themselves or your approach to them to ensure you're getting a good balance of self-work and self-care into your life. It is important to find the balance that serves you best. This isn't necessarily a one-for-one ratio and will change over time as everything else in your life changes. Sometimes you will need more self-work and sometimes you'll need more self-care. But the key is to listen to your body. If you're feeling tired and worn out, the balance should shift to favor more self-care. If you're feeling stuck and like you can't find a way to reach your goals, then the balance will need to swing to include more self-work. I suggest creating a practice of a daily or weekly check-in. Ask yourself, what do I need more of today or this week? And then look at your schedule and find a way to get the right balance of self-work and self-care into your day. Remember, this doesn't mean you have to change all your plans. Adjusting the balance can be as simple as changing your approach to the self-care and self-work activities you've already scheduled in. You just listened to the post titled Self-Care Versus Self-Work and Why Knowing the Difference is So Important by Kate Hess of nourishnestbreathe.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you to Kate. I'll share a little bit about her since this is the first time I'm reading her content here. In her words, I struggled to find balance in my life. I was frequently anxious and fought to keep depression at bay. I knew something needed to change, but I wasn't sure where to start. I found my way onto a yoga mat, and now several years later, I know that was the first step in my healing process. I took one step at a time, learning and growing, always with the goal of rediscovering myself as well as carving out balance in my life. I'm now a certified yoga teacher and continue to learn something new about myself each time I step onto my mat. But I've found so many other tools and techniques to take care of myself and my family, my loving partner Adam and our fur baby, beyond just the physical yoga poses or asana. And I've brought them all together to create the NNB formula to help you build a life you love. You don't need to be able to do a perfect yoga pose to be here. In fact, you don't need to have any yoga experience at all. What many people don't know is that yoga actually has eight limbs the movement we traditionally call yoga in the West is actually just one limb, asana. In my quest to become a queen of balance, I have employed tools which tap into the other limbs of yoga as well, including focusing on breath, self-study, meditation, 
and living as a considerate steward in my own life and on the planet. If this sounds like something which resonates with you, I hope you'll join me to learn more. So come by nourishnestbreathe.com to check that out. And thank you to Kate for letting me read from her blog. And with that, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for being here and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.